cliffcentral.com. So whether you're a new trader who is looking for a safe place to start or an experienced trader who's looking for low spreads, that's you, Leanne. Uh, multi-assets, high-tech, you like hedging, you like shorting so- certain stocks. That's your stocks. thing, right? Yes. Uh, so then you will find, as will I, the novice, markets.com suits you perfectly. That's where I go. Special offer this morning, as per every time we do Markets Mondays, you can follow the link on cliffcentral.com to register with markets.com and you will get a 30% bonus on your deposit. That's very nice. Bonus. Who's, who's giving you a bonus at this time <laughs> of the year? Bonus. No, long, no one. A long time ago. So stocks and indices have done really well kicking off 2023 with reports and updates from big tech mining companies, financial services, and retailers, to name just a few. There have been a few big winners this year already. As earnings season closes, Dylan Bester is here to join us and to unpack the top performers from Q1 and what traders should look out for in the markets moving forward. Hey, Dylan, nice to have you here, man. In person, in person, he's here, sitting among us. Yeah, good to have you here. Well, I mean, why... uh, you know, why, why join us online when you can actually be in the studio with that? Have you been offered some coffee or something? Yeah. You have. Okay. Just pull that microphone a bit closer. There we go. All right. So tell us about Q1. Call it earnings season. For some people, they've had a pretty good start to the year, believe it or not. Most people are like January, but, um, but it hasn't been all that bad on the markets. No, it certainly hasn't. I mean, um, over, overall, I mean, Q1 basically sums up 2022. So it brings 2022 right. to a close and we have sort of an update from all the big companies. We specifically focus on the US because they, they generally quite nice and up to date. So they report quarterly. So you can actually see the transaction, how the economy is faring mm-hmm. in a real time basis. We struggle with that in South Africa because it's only yearly. So right. coming to a close, we've had basically lower earnings across the board. Um, analysts generally estimate these earnings lower, but a lot of the companies came in line. There's a few companies that have managed to surprise. These are generally your few techs. Um, I'm not going to mention any names because there's about 4,000 companies that report over in the U.S. But did you see that, that uh, so Bing, which is the, what, Microsoft search engine? Chat AI. And then, and, and then uh, Google's one, yeah. uh, what's it called, Bard or something. These two were basically vying for attention. And the stock price on one went up hugely. I think it was Microsoft. And on Google, it dropped. I mean, the, the, they wiped off like billions of dollars because of the bad performance of the search engine as, compo- as compared with uh, Microsoft. Yeah. It can happen in a minute, let alone quarters or annually. Well, exactly. I mean, you've got this, this amazing new sort of hype word is your, your AI, AI yeah. chatbots. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the sun has changed everything and it technically is going to take over Google from a sort of search engine perspectives. So right. That was also a threat to Google at that point. Um, and then obviously the, the different comments and, and how people have analyzed this AI is, is sort of your new buzzword in the market. So that's one of your favorite. You reckon AI there. will be able to do investments for us? People already using it for that? Yeah, they definitely are. I think the questions you ask and actually what you put across to it is, is what's actually the quality of your answer going to be. Okay. If you're asking it silly questions, you're going to get a silly answer. Um, and what that AI is actually able to do at the moment it can pick up the person that's asking the question and actually tailor a question specifically to you. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, it's almost leaning in quite an opposite way now because they've had engineers develop these things. Right. And if you don't have an engineer's brain and you're not developing it, your, your quality of answer is going to change drastically. And I suppose it learns from the person who's inputting these questions and answers. Yeah. So in other words, it begins to get smarter, but only about you. 
Correct. And if people are not participating in this process, which is why I think with ChatGPT, for example, they're encouraging as many people to go on and ask things as possible so it gets better and better at answering them. But we digress. We digress. So but t- tech, tech is still a growing Look, it's, it's slow drastically last year. I mean, a lot of the so tech they in, fired a bunch of people too. They all had to lay off staff. Laid off ten thousand, right. twenty thousand workers. So, so generally, what's happened in the U.S. in in the last year is we've had to increase. Well, the U.S. has increased interest rates to fight inflation. Mm-hmm. So, the increase in interest rates obviously slows down the consumer at quite a drastic pace. Right. I mean, they moved the interest rates from zero to point two five to like four percent, over four and a half percent now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a 4,000% increase. It's, it's just drastic on the consumer. You can't all of a sudden recover from that in a year. So the process we're going through now is, is we're trying to understand to what effect this, this interest rate has to go up by to slow down the consumer so that they can actually start normalizing the economy once again. But the economy was running so hot and there was so much money in the system from COVID and the COVID loans that they mm-hmm. applied in the States that it was just too much, too much money chasing. That's why we've got inflation now, right? Correct. So inflation's hot and they're trying to slow that down. So um, we had a good January, as you pointed out. Um, the markets moved quite nicely ahead of themselves, up 8% year to date. We've Since then, as of last week and Friday, we had new inflation numbers coming out, just yeah. pointing to the fact that actually inflation is still peaking its head. So inflation actually surprised again on the upside on Friday, and the markets have come off since then. So looking forward from here, the Federal Reserve, which is – designs the monetary policy in the States need to actually try and get the inflation down to 2%. Hmm. It's currently at four and a half on this indicator. It's more than half. So it's not going to be happening in a year that this is going to come down and slow down. So this year we need to try and figure out if the U S is going to go into recession. Okay. And if we're actually going to not go into recession, and that has two very severe impacts on the overall market. The one, the one scenario, if we don't go into a recession is the market should do around 12% for the year. Now, take into account we've done 8% already. So the upside for this year is only around 4%. Mm-hmm. So it's not massive, but you're obviously going to get it in, in quite a few sectors. Um, and it's going to come in from, from specific companies. Um, so to sum up earnings season, there's a couple companies that haven't done well. You've got your likes of your energy companies that haven't fared well, and they're going to still struggle over the next two quarters. All so right. the next quarterly earnings results actually going to be where we can see what's going to happen for the year. So this, so that will be our first quarter of 2023 reporting, and that will give us a good guidance for the year and whether this, the com- country is basically going to slip into recession um, or not. But they'll be telling telltale sounds before that happens. Well, I mean, one of the things I like about Markets.com and, and Leanne, of course, being a, a professional uh, on, on the markets as well, yeah. she knows Listen, all about I, this. She knows, I think I, I, know, I know a bit more about um, AI used in um, – in banking and insurance and those sorts of things. Cause I work for a company in the UK that does that, mm-hmm. um, an analytics company. But when it comes to stocks and markets here, I would have to do my research online. <laughs> I'm no guidance. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I was being sarcastic because I mean, I don't know anything <laughs> either. But what I do know is that when the dollar goes up and the rand comes down, as has happened recently, then, yeah. this isn't necessarily the end of the world for people who are traders because a lot of people are trading in dollars. A lot of people are investing in the dollar or they're just buying in money markets dollars straight yeah. up. So there are ways to also hedge your bets there. How do you think that the, that the, the US dollar is going to perform going forward? Cause again, a lot of people said that was going to hit the wall with all the inflation. Yeah. So I mean, the US last year has had quite a strong year. I mean, it's strengthened quite a bit. We're getting to a point now where as it continue to strengthen, 
And and what this the impact on this is is that U.S. companies that generate a lot of their revenue from around the globe, mm-hmm. their revenue gets less and less as that dollar gets stronger. So it actually slows down the actual U.S. companies themselves as well. So looking forward, I mean, the dollar dollars sort of a, an indication of their their treasury market, how mm. well it performs. And that's done, I mean, those treasury yields are at like 4.5%. So it's a very attractive investment at the sure. moment. So you compare that to your equities, and and this is the, also another <clears> conundrum we face in the financial world at the moment is your playoff between equities and bonds. Do you want to take the risk of buying into companies when you know they're going to be slowing? Mm. Would you go rather buy some some safe bonds, paying you the same sort of premium, risk premium for And, and can we just, while we're on the dollar, can we talk about dollar-priced commodities? Yeah. Because that's another thing, you know, commodities are always also an area of some risk, but some people have made some incredible profits out of out of backing commodities. And we know South Africa is largely an economy based on commodities. Yeah, I mean, we, we generally resource-driven, so that's very good. And and what happens when our companies locally, like our bigger miners, and you see the the likes of the la- the RAND weakening, as we saw from Friday's announcement, and these companies will generate more profits. A lot of their, their revenue is all generated mm-hmm. offshore. So as the RAND weakens for them, it, profits are driven up through the roof. Right. The conundrum they face is that we've got other issues within South Africa, the ability to deliver and get these commodities sent offshore. Um, we've had a lot of issues, as you know, with transit sure. and strikes and so on. So that always impacts everything. So We have? No, oh, Leanne, all the time. Um, okay, so so building on on the answer to the previous thing, and so much else of what we've discussed here in this in this little bit of of, of a conversation about Q one. Where do you think the markets are headed next, uh, and what should traders be looking at as we head into the next quarter? So the biggest focus what's driving the markets at the moment is whether we're going to go into a recession in the states or not, and that indicator is basically going to come out in the next few months, but. We need employment in the U.S. to start slowing down. It's at its best. They're almost at full employment. They're at 3.4%, wow. which is mega good. Um, and this is going to, this is the case. So if it stays as is, markets will generally sort of grind higher over the year. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be an easy year. Um, just from what we've come from, what the scenario we're dealing with at the moment. So in our world, we always want to look at the positives. You pointed this out this morning and, and the positive I would focus on here is, is rather what to buy and what not to what to stay away from. Okay. So you want to be buying your, your defensive companies. Your By companies. the way, we are not giving you financial advice here. We're just telling you how Dylan sees the market. <laughs> I'll reiterate that. It's not financial <laughs> advice. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so we're just we're looking at a basket of sort of your defensive companies, your companies that have always been around and your companies that are very cash generative. And I'll give you examples like Estee Lauder, McDonald's, like mm-hmm. you pointed out. And these are companies that, that will fare quite well this year. Um, their growth's not going to be out of this world, but they're going to be consistent. So there's still there's still going to be spend. People are still going to go do their their general basic day to day shopping. Mm-hmm. And these companies is sort of your basket of stocks that you want to be holding if there is talks of a recession or us trying to navigate our way through. So what we year. do here food. You mentioned yeah, okay, food, so your staples, so your Estee Lauders, your McDonald's. Women are not oh, going to uh, stop <laughs> buying makeup. In no, other words, it's going to continue. All it so. takes is one influencer. <clears throat> to top to topple something like Estee Lauder, so be careful. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, women are not going to stop buying that stuff. You know, you, it's your day to day things. That yeah, you're... right. And 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 what else would you say are defensive companies, even in a local context? In South Africa, you look at like British American Tobacco. Okay, um, smokers com- can't help smokers, themselves. Smokers, you can't tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. your consumer discretion. So your your day to day. Some of your All retailers, right. but 
Look, South Africa is a completely different discussion to the U.S. Um, we seem we lag quite a bit in terms mm. of how the economic data impacts our stocks and companies, um, and that's why we focus on the U.S. I mean, right? It's it's just up to date. It's very efficient, so it's a good market to actually be involved in. All right. Well, let's turn our attention also to stocks or securities in general that you think are particularly resistant to a tightening market. So. Where would you say people should look? I mean, you've answered this partly in, yeah. in your last question, but where besides the U.S. stock market, would you say that there are other places that you should be looking in a in an economy where things are maybe slowing down a little bit? So, so from a slowing down perspective, I mean, the U.S. is slowing down, so it's economy yeah. that's slowing down. Absolutely, economy, one of the economies that are quite doing quite well and that just come through sort of COVID is, is China, and China's just reopened now, so and they're still vowing to spend a lot of money on the economy. Um, and if you look at other Asian countries like Japan, they've just come out of like disin- they've had no inflation for the past 12 years. And only in the last year have they come out of that, which is inflationary, which is in general good for your stock market because you've got prices and goods going up and you have more people spending more money. So the Japan, Japan and some Asian countries have actually just come out of this. It's actually very positive. So would you be looking at Japan? Yeah, I certainly would. Hmm. Specific stocks, I mean, and we talked about this earlier, some buzzwords like your AI. There's a couple of smaller companies in in China that have been investing in in AI for the last five to six years. They've actually very well versed in this already. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to mention any names, um, but there are, I mean, there's local ties to companies like that. You could probably, I guess I will mention some names. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. To to make it a bit easier to explain. (laughs) Locally, we got exposure to Tencent via Naspers. Right. Um, and then there's also companies like Baidu. Baidu is probably one of your better, well-known AI companies over in, in um, China. Um, and you've got JD.com. You've got quite a few bigger names. Um, Alibaba. Not in AI, but those are sort of your yeah. general US no, good. listed Chinese companies that should, should fare well over the next few years. Um, well, I'm very happy that you came in this morning because it's uh, always better to see people face to face. And I think uh, most of us are quite tired of having to do things virtually. So it's always much, much nicer if you can actually see the person and kind of, uh, you know, have the experience of being in their company rather than just seeing them through a screen. So yeah, the, the, that's all worn off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, thank you, Dylan. Nice to, nice to actually meet you for the first time. I can't believe, you know, we've been doing this for a couple of months. We've had you on oh, so many times. Time yeah, first time met. we've met. Yeah. Wow. So there we go. Markets Mondays brought to you by markets.com. Remember to follow the link on cliffcentral.com to register with markets.com. You will get a 30% bonus on your deposit and you can follow them on all the social media. Cliffcentral.com.